Welcome back. Welcome back to the Great Date Guy podcast. Uh, my name is Rob Wong. Yo, I'm Scott Pagliaccio, and I hope you are having as much fun as we are because this is so enjoyable, man. Just, I love being here with you, Rob, and all of the listeners, man. Just grateful. Yeah, it just feels good after every these episodes. So I, I'm getting a lot out of this, and hopefully, if you're listening right now, you are too. Um, Scott, Scott has a, Scott has today's subject. So you want to take us away, run us through what you want to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, uh, uh, a woman who actually she's been on the podcast before she was the woman on the street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not like that. Man, she was. <laughs> yeah. Edit that shit out, man. Cause there's no, malice, there's no malice meant, man. I have the utmost respect care and love for this woman genuinely my i have so much love for her um and that didn't come out right um no 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 no, no, that was fine i think your delivering was good i just laughed at an inappropriate (laughs) time but yeah yeah totally cool yeah well she's been on a couple of dates and what's showing up inside of the date is what feels like genuine interest and having fun and like a good time which seems to lead, you know, which seems or leads her to believe that by the end of the date, you know, talking about, hey, let's get together another time. And we had fun and there's kind of an agreement there. It's not like set in stone. Um, but but in in leaving, you know, it feels like, yeah, man, we're going to definitely do this. And then what she's noticing is in these two experiences that she's had. Uh, these two interactions with these two men that they don't call uh, after. So I think there's some confusion and curiosity on her part about, okay, why does it feel so like so much fun and we're connecting? And then all of a sudden there's like, it's a, it's ghosting, you know, two weeks and not hearing from them. Um, I mean, that's what I would call it. If let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, so I'm curious what, what your um, input is here, Rob. Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I guess then I'm gonna, I'm gonna summarize everything that I heard, and then you let me know if this is it. Uh, we're, we're talking about like if someone shows like mixed signals, so they appear to be interested in one set of actions, and then uh, in another set of actions, such as contact time, they're like not really there for it. And so we're like, okay, what's going on there? What can be done about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And hearing you say that, man, and um, you know, I have some experience with dating. I think. Uh, like asking for what you want is the move. Like if you're interested and at the end there isn't a clear, concise setup for the next date, like, and especially as a man, I feel like, you know, I want to lead. I like, Hey, I love this connection. I want to do this again. And I'm going to tell you, okay, I really enjoyed my, my time with you. I'd like to do this again and like set it in stone. You know, like if I was interested, hey, I'd like to look at your schedule. I've got this day, this day, this day available. I'd like to take you to lunch or coffee or let's go see a movie or go snow uh, snowboarding or whatever it is. I would lead with like some sort of definitive plan, you know, and be open to suggestions. Like not like, hey, this is it and this is what we're going to do. But, you know, her feedback would be helpful. 
I wouldn't just leave it open-ended. If I had that great a time with someone, I would be like, all right, I want to see her again. This is true, but you also lack fear when it comes to social situations. So, <laughs> so all right, well, why don't uh, I have my own? I have my own contribution here, but I, I'm wondering if maybe people are listening and they're like terrified of that step, where it's like I have to take another swing and they might reject me again. Uh, what would you What would you recommend for them? Yeah, are you asking me? What would I recommend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, that makes sense that, you know, the listener would be a little, it could, someone could be potentially afraid or that feels terrifying, like you're going to die. Um, I mean, I can't see any other way than to have a conversation. Like, <laughs> hey, I re- like this, com- at the end of the day, I really enjoyed spending time with you. I mean, I, I don't think it's like, like we talked about on the other podcast, it's not voodoo black magic. There's no trick. It's it's like, I enjoyed your company. I had a good time. Did you? Sure. I'd like to see you again. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other way to to come at this. <laughs> that would be bu- it. Would be bullshit, man. Let me let me, <laughs> let me step in real quick. If yeah. you, I, I think I think I have some access to this. Like what Scott's cool. talking about is is like he he's in the habit of vulnerability like all the time. This, this is is easy for him. This is yeah. I I kind of have to push myself sometimes, but this kind of expression is pretty natural for me as well. But how do we get there? Um, it kind of means like routinely asking yourself, like, what would I think is like too stupid to mention? Or like, what, what do I judge myself? What am I holding back here? What would be weird for me to share? Uh, and not like going out of your way to be weird, but in the sense that like, oh, you know, there's, there's more I want to say here. There's, there's more information, but I'm not going to say it because I'm worried about looking too cool, right? Or like, I want to look cool or I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to look dumb. I don't want to be judged. So you keep it to yourself. Well, in those instances, um, you are leaving money on the table. But, but, but I also want to say, like, in this situation, if, I, if I'm getting mixed signals, particularly if someone hasn't responded in two weeks, that person isn't fucking interested. Right? Like, <laughs> they're not interested in you if they're taking two weeks to get back to you. Um, it takes 30 seconds to write a text. This person is either emotionally unavailable, Right? Or they've forgotten that you've existed. Now, if it's two days, I can understand. If it's a week, I can understand. But two weeks is a long time. Like, that person's, like, retroactively coming through old texts, and they're like, oh, yeah, that person might have been. No. Like, and also, like, do you want a relationship where you're going to have to perpetually chase this person down? The way that that person communicates is how that person communicates to everyone. Is that something that you want? And I think that there are ways to, like, redeem those kinds of communications and those kinds of relationships. But it's a lot of work. Like, are you willing to commit to two years of slaving over getting on someone's ass when they don't text you back after, like, 48 hours? Because I don't. Like, is it worth the effort to chase? And ultimately, what I think is going on here, like, it, I, we, we can give you all the strategies that we want on how to, how to, how to turn this kind of communication around. You could. But the problem is not with that. The problem is, hey, I don't know how to deal with rejection. This hurts. I don't want to have to feel this way. I want Mm. someone to respond back to me to make me feel better. Mm. And that's probably like a slap in the face. Uh, It's designed to be a slap in the face. 
you have to know what's going on in your own system. And the more time you spend blaming other people for how you feel, the worse you get to feel. Now you're an emotional prisoner to that person, right? In this situation, you have to wait until this person gets back to you, then tells you yes or no so that you can feel good or bad about yourself. That's the worst situation to be in when it comes to dating. And if you don't have mastery over that, then that's something to work on. That's something to look at. It can't always be their fault. You got to look within too. Where is this coming from? Why do I want this thing? Wow, man. There was a lot there and you had some energy around that. And I'm imagining, I have a story about you, Rob, that you've experienced this in your own life, man, that perhaps, I don't know, with, with what, while watching you and feeling into what you were saying, it, it seemed a bit heated and um, you had a lot of passion around what you're saying and in your voice and yeah holy shit man like (laughs) yeah yeah i could see i could see the fire man and so it's it's about not being able to emotionally regulate yourself and chasing after someone to get an answer so you can feel better to know whether they want you or not is that what you're saying like brief it's kind of a brief summary but yeah i I think that's like very much at the core of it and then there's just the additional component of hey you're probably chasing after this person who's not interested in you all signs point to no right why for are you chase like why why and i asked the question man i really did because i was curious and you know it um busy you know what i got was they have busy lives they're doing a lot of other things um you know they got kids they got businesses um you know and and she's always having to after after a couple weeks of being curious why reaches out and then all of a sudden there's this interest again or i think she said she mistakenly text one of the guys and he ended up getting back to her, and then there was this interest again. Like, oh, yeah, let's, I, or he texted back, hey, you, you text the wrong Drew, or whatever his name was, and they struck up a conversation through that, and then there seemed to be some interest again. So, like, or her having to seek them, after a couple of weeks. So what what do you have to say about that? Like her texting back and she feels like that's always the case or that's been that's been very prevalent in her experiences of dating men. Yeah, I mean, I I think that like we uh we tend to repeat childhood patterns until they're healed. So mm-hmm. what do I mean by that? Mm-hmm. Um when it comes to dating, usually that's like if you if I run into someone that I'm very, very attracted to, most of the time, when I get into a relationship with that person, it turns into like a lot of fighting. Both of us are triggered constantly, but there's a lot of traction. Mm. I think that like whenever I hear that, whenever I heard hear of like whenever I heard English is going out the window. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, whenever I heard that a woman is having a hard time with her dating, <laughs> we over there in Texas, bro. I was there yeah. right <laughs> brother. Yippee <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like especially especially if they're like, okay, they're chasing after this person who clearly doesn't have like a lot of availability. It's like, okay, yeah, probably grew up with like a dad who wasn't available, like probably. 
we we return to situations that remind us of past hurts in order to try to heal so mm. likely she's going to be in a pattern like that and i, I can't say that for sure right and like this not, is super this particular topic is super triggering for her specifically because we've had this conversation around childhood experiences because she's had therapy she's super self-aware man really intelligent person really intelligent woman and so is there like is there something else that it could be is it always go back to childhood or is there something else that could be there in in your experience or you know yeah uh, self-worth is a big one. Does she actually think that she's valuable, attractive? Does she love herself? And I mean, really, actually, like, does she behave in a way that demonstrates that she loves who she is consistently? Given the choice between doing something self-destructive, like eating poorly, like exercising properly, or no, uh, like just not working out, sitting all the time, all that. Gotcha. Does she choose that over what would be the more loving thing? And a lot of people will say, yeah, I like myself. I love myself. But like, how do you actually behave when the chips are down? Where do you put your time? And if that love isn't there, there's going to be chasing out of inadequacy. This is what I have the bandwidth for. This is the amount of love that I'm willing to receive. Anything more than this is too much. It's going to feel overwhelming. I'm going to pull away, right? And so yeah. I have this person that I want. And he's offering me the limited amount. It's, it's a tiny bit. It's crumbs. But it's enough for me to handle. Because it mm. doesn't exceed the amount that i'm able to withstand now that that lands for me uh totally get that and in my experience i think i've settled for crumbs quite a bit um or not quite a bit but i have you know in settling for just enough it, <laughs> i i get it man for sure like hearing you say that 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 makes a lot of sense just because it's too it's too overwhelming on my system if i was to get that much from someone it would be hard to handle is that what you're saying yeah me too man i i have been that person i'm working on sort of recovering from that but but it i i've noticed that in the past i've had i've had girlfriends that wanted to marry me after like a couple of years and every single time i ended up feeling kind of smothered like hey they're there all the time there's no escape i feel so restless i need to i need to find other things to do well, yeah, I, I just didn't have a, enough room for that love. And even as I look at how my system behaves around me trying to love myself, it's like this, like, oh, no, I don't want that. It's gross. Weird. Weird. Yeah. That feels weak. Yeah. I'm working on that myself. And and I'm the opposite, Rob, man. I come in super hot. <laughs> like, I, I, I really do. And then there's times where, you know, I, I mean, I do. I, I really do. What I think I've even love bombed before, like, um, I think I've been in a, in an instance where I've done that, you know, quite recently. And, uh, I think that's pro- probably overwhelming for that person. Like you said, like that, they don't have the bandwidth for that. And so, you know, you just settle for what you can get because that's, that's what they're used to is what you're saying, or that's what they have the bandwidth for. That's what their nervous system can handle. Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think that in those instances, we're probably just looking at, like, conflict-avoidant people. Like, mm. too much intimacy begins to feel like just, oh, like, I can't, I'm being stifled here. Yeah, yeah, that could be, yeah, yeah. I'm getting really comfortable with that. I really, you know, within myself and in conflict is, like, moving towards it. Like, that's, you know... It's kind of like we were talking about when asking a girl out, like that conflict within me that's like, oh my God, this feels like death. And I'm like, I'm noticing that. And then I move, immediately move towards it. That is, so for the listener, 
when you feel that, you know, that uncomfortable feeling, it's just, I think, being curious and leaning into that and then, you know, really being curious about, hey, I started asking myself questions. What is that? Why am I feeling, oh, naming it. Oh, that's um, nervousness or excitement or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then it kind of, you know, like you would say, breathe into it. And it kind of dissipates and then run like hell towards that hot girl that I want to ask out or whatever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's kind of off topic, man. I know I, t- I took a left, man. Um, I had some really beautiful experiences. Today. Maybe we should come back to <laughs> the question at hand. Um, yeah, yeah. What, uh, well, I mean, I, I think I think where you took it made sense to me. Um I was also thinking in my head, like, okay, um, so we're talking about the female perspective. Yeah. Does this also apply to the male? Yeah, I really want to serve the listener, man. I really do, like, about around this particular topic because I think it comes up for everyone. Like, you know, avoidant or, you know, you feel like you're being smothered or, you know, you're settling for crumbs or you're coming in hot. Um, for, for men, so we're flipping it around, like, when women don't respond... Yeah, and I, you I, like someone. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's the same sort of situation, right? Like, yeah. my my advice in this situation would be exactly the same as what you offered, which is find out, just take your final swing and see what happens. But there's also the added caveat of like, hey, have you learned to be with a sense of rejection, or mm-hmm. are you like, like, terribly disrupted, hoping that this person responds to your text up late at night? freaked out stressed out because they haven't responded to you and the the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself in this situation is to learn to weather those emotions as they occur i agree you sit in the fire we talk about it quite often man just yeah uh absolutely i think that is that is the move man and into to to not go into story you know like feel the emotion sit there and feel it and breathe into it and be with it and it's not a you know not make up some story like you're not enough you're not good enough you're you know you're not handsome enough you're not you know wealthy enough you don't make enough money it's none of those things man it's just that's a story that's created by this looping pattern of emotion and thought emotion and thought and what you're pointing to is a way to alleviate that by sitting with the difficult emotions and being with them and feeling them. I mean, it's not, it, it doesn't seem like rocket science, Ron. Like how simple is that? I mean, easy (laughs) or simple, but not easy. (laughs) It's simple, but not easy to ask someone who's, who, you know, that is, I mean, it's not, it's not easy at times for sure. Yeah. Not easy for, for anyone out there who's going through something difficult. I, I, you know, I definitely, feel for you because it isn't easy and it gets easier with time we talk about this all the time too Rob it's like going to the gym if you want to get better at being with uncomfortable difficult emotions you have to practice being with it like not distracting not checking out just sitting and being and feeling and breathing and it doesn't in my experience it doesn't take a long period of time and then next thing you know you're like oh my god it's it's minutes Instead of days and weeks and could be months and years for some, you know, and I, I think it had been for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I I a hundred percent agree, and. I also offering like a bit of compassion for you, the listener, or you if you identify as like one of the people that we've been discussing. I know Scott and I both do. Um, yes. So it can be easy in the beginning for our brains just to assume um, that, you know, if we just search hard enough for the answer, why is this person doing this to me? Once we understand the why, we can try and control it and we won't hurt as much. Mm. The The fallacy with that logic is that I could tell you right now why that person isn't responding to your text. Yeah, tell me. Why? Right? Why right? aren't they, Rob? Yeah. And like, well, like, if I could psychically read it and tell it to you right now, it's like, hey, they don't like you. Does that make you feel better? No. No, that's not the solution at all, right? Like, <laughs> it's like you, right. Don't, you don't actually want the answer. Um, or at least your system doesn't actually want the answer. There's this note, there's this pattern um, in human psychology where we problem solve in order to feel better, right? And the reason for that is once we identify the pattern of what's occurring, we get this little hit of dopamine. So we're good for like two to 10 minutes. But when that dopamine goes away, hey, now we have the answer. Now we know why I shouldn't feel so bad about this thing. I have the answer already. I still feel terrible. So now I feel even worse, right? I already did the work here. I already looked for the response the underlying emotions are where it's at. So in order to begin to break out of that cycle of, hey, I need to problem solve, fix and change my way out of this situation, um, which is important because if you're the type of partner who's always trying to fix your partner, guess how long they're going to stick around for that, right? So when somebody's trying to fix somebody, what ends up happening? I think, I think we've all been at the receiving end of that, right? It's like dating a nagging mom. Like, or a dad, right? Like, oh, yeah, well, stop telling me what to do. Like, like this person doesn't like me for who I am. There's immediate pressure to leave the situation or at the very least just be really triggered because like, hey, this person just keeps on finding stuff that's wrong with me. Yeah. So can you, can you still be, if you have, if you're in a relationship like that, is it possible to, to because I'm imagining that, that, that it's a common occurrence, uh, perhaps um, that's just my story. How do you work with that in, uh, dynamic if that's what's going on for you? Can you stay in relationship? Could you stay married? Could you go to therapy? Could you move through that? Or do I just need to accept and unconditionally love that person? You know, warts and all. I mean, I, I don't. I don't think that there's a concrete answer here, and anyone tells that tells you otherwise is like just stating their personal opinion about this. Like this occurs to me as as much a line in the sand as anything else. But it's about like where where am I finding fulfillment? I could choose to live in the sewer, right? I I could learn to love that. I could like meditate through the smell, you know. I could eat rat, but do I want do I want to? Yeah. Is is that something I want to commit to? Well, no, no, life could be easier if I didn't have that in my space. So my, my, my line in the sand is I don't date people who aren't responsible for their own emotions. But it depends on what that person wants. Are they okay with it? Is it not triggering for them? If not, then go for it. Yeah, man, I think that's brilliant. Like that's, your, that's a, a hard non-negotiable, man. You have to be responsible. The, your partner or someone you're involved with has to be self-aware and take ownership and uh, 100% responsibility for their experience, not projecting and blaming and making you the cause of why they feel the way they do. If you would just do this, Rob, then I could be okay. You change your behavior and I'll then be fine. You'll alleviate this 
pressure inside of me if you stop throwing your underwear on the fucking floor or if you'll just put up the toilet seat or right. put the cap on the toothpaste. <laughs> you'll just do that. It'll all be okay, but it's not that. Yeah. People don't get that that's a childhood pattern. When you're like tugging on someone's shirt to get them to fix something, that's straight from childhood. And it's, you know, it makes sense. We all start there because like we couldn't survive unless our parents did things for us. But that's the first association. And I, I think, Scott, you've, you, you've heard of this. I think you've talked to me about this as well. Like this is where we learn that this is how the world works. Other people are responsible for my emotions. But when, when you get to a place like where where you've hit success and like you have everything that you want and you find that you're still miserable, a lot of that, a lot of that illusion starts to fall away. You start to understand, oh shit, it doesn't matter what my context is at all. Uh, I'm causing this. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, my mind is the reason why this, this reality feels terrible. Um, and, and having gone down that space, that's really clear to me, but I recognize that not a lot of people have done that. So I'm telling you right now, um, if you're not happy, it has a lot to do with how you think and very little to do with your actual circumstances, unless like you're in like survival type situations and you're like, you're just barely holding on, don't have enough food, water, shelter, etc. Yeah, absolutely, man. I would, I would agree with that. That's brilliantly, brilliantly put. And so what would your recommendation be to the listener, to my friend who is in a circumstance, man or woman date, you know, dating, not they're not responding. Um, you're having to, you know, send them texts two weeks later. Like, what are the options, man? What are the options for the for the listener and for and for my friend, man? In your experience. Hmm. Well, this this one is this one's like hard to put out there because I don't I don't believe in offering like, hey, you have to do this thing, otherwise right. you'll be like a like a defunct person or you do terribly at dating. No, you'll, you'll keep getting results. Um, but if I had to offer a recommendation that they could take or leave. Yeah, it, your experience. You've experienced th these patterns, these habits. I'm assuming, you know, you've dated women or tried to date women that were non-responsive and maybe you stayed inside of that for a little bit. So, I, yeah, you can only speak from your experience. I mean you know, offer advice and not, there's no concrete, you need to do this. It's just like, here's some things we're sharing that we've experienced that may bring you value. Um, yeah. 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 Well, okay. I mean, what I've seen from dating someone who's non-responsive that I had to like chase down and win, um, is that that's the dynamic for the entire relationship. Um, you will always be chasing them down. They'll always disappear for a few days or a few weeks at a time. Um, and it, it doesn't have anything to do with you per se. It's just what their childhood wound is. Mm. They want space. They want freedom. And anything closer than that proximity uh, will have them reflexively push away. Their nervous systems will get activated. They'll need time off to recover. They might, even, they might not even know that they're doing it. They might not recognize that they're doing it. But if you begin to date in that realm then you accept the parameters of that game, which is you're going to have to deal with that until that person is awake to their patterns and that person decides to change. And that change can take anywhere from two to five years, depending on how dedicated they are to it. Those are a lot of ifs. And for, for that reason, I just don't recommend it. 
I think the better question is to look at why am I pursuing people who aren't interested in me? Right. They seem interested on the date. And then all of a sudden, I don't see you for two weeks. What do you say to that person? Like, there is interest. I'm on this date. There, It's a vibe. And yeah. And then, boom, nothing. Yeah. Again, the same deal, right? Like, would I want to date someone who communicates different things to me constantly like mixed signals the entire relationship so like yeah i'm really excited to like go on the next date with you and then you never follow through mm-hmm. right like no yeah. no if i yeah. this is this is my personal preference so like you know date who you want to date for me unless a woman has integrity with her word then i'm not gonna date her period like you don't show up for the date cool i'm not gonna spend the rest of my time babysitting you yeah, that's information to get you to pay attention. There's nothing wrong with her. You know, you either accept or decline that. It's like, oh, actually, it's like, for me, it's like, thank you. Thank you for not wasting any more of my time and letting me know that this is how you're going to show up for the remainder or the rest of our relationship. So I'm a no. So thank you for your, you know, you know, I don't I don't ever think for the listener, man, it's, it's never like she's calling names or blaming or shaming someone. This is their, you know, this is their childhood patterns. You even said it earlier. Some people know about it. Some people don't. Some people might be doing it intentionally. And if they are, shame on them. And if they don't know, and they're giving you this red, you know, the signal or a red flag, you know, it's information. It doesn't make those people wrong or bad. It's just a behavior. Fundamentally, people, I think, are good. So be aware that they have this behavior that you're going to have to deal with if you accept to date them. You can choose not to. So getting clear on some of these things prior to, you know, accepting the second date or the third date is like, do I want to go down this road again? And, you know, for me, it's a no. And it's like a thank you. You just gave me information to keep moving on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like I a hundred percent. Um, in my head, the the thing that I, I call this like just accepting their no, right? Like, hey, this person has non-verbally communicated to me that they're not interested. And I could try to win them over, but who am I to assume that I know them better than they know themselves? No, this person is actually attracted to me. No, they're not. That's why they haven't contacted you. <laughs> And that's why they keep not showing up. Right. Is it, I mean, are there some, is there some validity when they keep canceling or things are popping up or there's personal um, issues and, hey, we're going to have to put this off or, you know, I mean, is that valid or is, is that just still part of the pattern? I think it just depends on how much it repeats. What do you think, man? Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, can you tell on the second date, you know, the third, you know, if they don't, they cancel at the last minute, you know, something's really going on. I got, I've got some stuff I'm dealing with. And I mean, I don't know. It sounds like excuses to me a little bit. I mean, there are, there probably is some validity there. I, I'm not discounting that the, that person couldn't be going through something. You know, you, you don't know. Yeah. Until you do. 
Yeah, and that's the thing about speculating about what other people are dealing with or going through. I don't fucking know. It could be any number of a million different things. Maybe their pigs are giving birth. Like, fucking, does it make a difference? Um, right. They're not here, and you are, and now you have to decide what to do. Oh. Yeah, did. man. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, my mic uh, power cable just fell up. One sec. Awesome. I'm going to have to go back and edit that out. <laughs> yeah, or, or not, man. This podcast is unfolding in complete perfection, like the rest of the universe, like your <laughs> dating life, like like the seasons, like the sands through the hourglass. Everything is happening perfectly. Sit with that discomfort and that whatever it is and breathe into it and know that it was supposed to happen. Want to know why? Because it did. Mm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to follow that advice like right now. But but yeah, for the listener, <laughs> that that's that's kind of the game, right? Um, the like I think I think there are a lot of explanations for why someone might not show up, and to be chronically communicating about it but not showing up, like either that person is a like they're they're just in the experience of lying when they don't want to say no or they're not interested, or mm-hmm. their schedule is so chaotic that they can't actually commit to something and make it there. Or some other reason, right? But like, none of, you know, like it doesn't help the situation. The only thing that will help is beginning to get to a place where I can accept that the universe is happening for a reason. This person is showing up the way they're showing up for a reason and learning to be in love with that. Um, like I could, I could go down the road of like, this person's a narcissist, right? Mm. This person is such and such. They've got this disorder. Does it help? I can't say that that's ever helped. I feel like that just deepens people into victim. And now shit is just happening to me and it's out of my control. No, I mean, you could. It's just not a powerful place to be. Yeah, man. Not at, not at all. Um, so you have to decide, you know, what do you want? What, do you, what are you going to take a stand for? And, and I get it, man. People do have busy lives and bu- busy schedules and all these other things going on. And I, I think when you commit to something, I feel like when you commit to something, then you follow through. I th- that's integrity. That, I think that's what, I'm, as a man, you know, whether, I, whether or not I have a busy schedule and I have kids and I have hockey and I have all these things, yes. And I also communicated that I'd like to see you again. And within that framework of busyness, what I'm saying is I'd like to see you again. I had a good time and my words do not map my actions. So I'm out of integrity. Mm-hmm. I am not honoring what I'm saying by following through. And that has been an issue, a super edge for me for a very long time. And I see how much havoc it can wreak inside of a relationship man so do what you want listener but this is a slippery slope to go down and if you want somebody to to be there i think you need to be clear and communicate that and let them know hey if you say you're going to ask me out or we're going to go out and we don't that's information to get you to keep moving not call them and text them and wonder why or you can do that but like you said rob that's going to be a pattern that's going to repeat in the in, in throughout the relationship if it does continue and that seems like a lot of fucking work, man. And I just don't have the bandwidth 
to deal with that. I want somebody who wants to be with me, and then when they say they do, you know, they they make time to do it with inside, with regardless of how many kids, hockey, games, fucking parent-teacher conference, whatever it is. Like, they still make time to prioritize me. And, you know, I know it's only a couple of dates, but still. This is the this is the um, window or yeah the crystal ball into what's what's to come, I I think. Do you yeah. do you believe that that's the truth? Like, hey, I'm showing you who I am right here and now, and this is probably how it's going to be moving forward. Yeah, I I have a client that's going through this right now, and she's dating this guy that she thinks is super attractive, and that's how they that's how they ended up together in the first place. Like all of a sudden she was feeling feelings she hadn't felt in a really long time. Mm. And so I was like, Oh, this is the most attractive person I ever dated. He's also like younger than me. He's a stud. He's like busy in the community. He organizes things. And every time I hear from her, she's either over the moon and ecstatic. Cause like, Oh, like they hung out on Sunday and it was a good time. Mm. Or she's fucking devastated, just crushed and crying, like sobbing because he didn't show up. He just disappeared for like three, four days in a row. Isn't responding to her texts, but he's like reading them. He's just not responding. And so she's in her head all the time thinking like, oh, what's happening? You know, is he yeah. cheating on me? Like, is is there like something going on? Did he actually mean it when he said he loved me? And every single time we have a session, we I get her back on her feet. But I also like, there's also the caveat. Hey, are you ready to do this for the next two or three years? Is that something you want? And she's finally getting to a point where it's like she's seeing the impact of this. It's it's mm. it's creating havoc in her life. She's not getting sleep some nights because she's staying up. She's so dysregulated from this thing. She's opting out. Yeah. No, but, that sounds like an extreme. And well, maybe not. I mean, I imagine that that's what that relationship it would feel that way. Yeah. And and, and I think that it's relevant to the point that we're bringing up here yeah. because. Hey, let's say you do get this guy on a second date. Are you prepared for a relationship of that? And and a lot of people, and, and this is this is the catch-22 about this entire podcast is when people decide they want to date based off of how dating makes them feel, it's a it's a switch. All of a sudden we value um, emotions, right? That's that's our we want to mm. feel things, we want to feel deeply. Mm. And it, it turns away from the traditional relationship. Um and so as that switch happens, we, we all of a sudden decide, hey, I want to feel like I'm in love and then like crazy obsessed about a person. That feels good. It's like being on drugs. feels that way to me, at least. Yeah. And it's really hard to convince someone who's made that decision that they shouldn't believe in that sign to pick out the next person, even though when I start picking someone that I'm wildly attracted to, it ends up in chaos and fighting every single time. That's a lesson that people have to learn on their own. So the trade-off for the dopamine hits, the drugs, the high, that pull is the insane fighting. Like that's gonna like so you have this crazy, sexy, you know, powerful pull towards that person. But on the other side, on the back end of that is a lot of conflict and arguing and fighting and avoidance and all these other things. People running away. Yeah. yeah man. So how do you how, how do you start to I mean how, what does a normal healthy relationship look like? <laughs> yeah, that, I love the look on your face there like is that a thing? 
I don't know, man. I fucking don't know. I hear you, brother. I hear you. Well, well so here, here's something that I, I have heard that I, I, I believe in. I just haven't seen it personally for myself yet. But um, is it like a Gottman pair or something like that? It's, it's talking about how like sometimes you have couples, and stop me if this is off base or whatever, where you, you're drawn to each other because they have the thing that you really want. Right. And for me, for a long time, it was like, hey, I, I'm going to date that girl because she's like really bubbly and happy and like full of energy. Mm. And, and that's the sexy part about the relationship. But then you get really, really close to that person because you're trying to fill a deficiency within yourself. Mm. I am not fun. I am boring. I need someone who's fun to, to mm. fix that. And then that becomes triggering. Okay. Why though? Because, because if I was not triggered by, putting myself out there and being fun, then I would be fun already. I have a lot of resistance to this thing. So when it shows up in this other person, now I'm starting to judge it. Now it's grating on my nerves. Now I can't stand this person, but it's for the same reason that I'm drawn in. I'm attracted to that. And I, I think that when people deal with that underlying current and it goes away, it makes us more available for dating people in a healthier way. I just haven't seen it. So I can't, say for sure yeah yeah so i think what i hear you saying is that when you see something in someone else and you think that you 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 have to fill a void in you is that what it is like they have this thing that i want and i think i don't have it so if i'm with them i'll 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 be able to somehow be okay because i've got them yeah and then you start to resent them because they have this thing that you don't have. At first you liked it, and now you're like resenting them because they have it and you don't, or you don't believe that it's within you. So it's, um, an, in, it's an outside in thing. I, I'm not 100% clear. Yeah, I mean, tracking with you all the way up until the last piece, and I, I don't know that this is true, but this is my understanding of it. Mm. It's that it's not a resentment because they have the thing that you don't, but it's like, why is the if I'm looking to be happy, for instance, and I'm only dating happy women who are upbeat and energetic, mm. I'm looking to fill that void. But the reason why I'm trying to fill that void is because I don't know how to be happy and energetic because I have resistance to it. Right. And if I look at myself, the reason why I'm not that person and all cheerful and skipping through a field of daffodils is because mm. I think that that's weak and sad. It's anti-masculine in, in my brain, in my mm. unconscious mind, it's there. So I resist things like playing. Mm. So when someone else is doing it, immediately my nervous system is reacting. Oh, wait, they shouldn't be doing that. That's not allowed. I don't allow myself to do that. They shouldn't be doing it. And we begin to bump into some issues there. Okay. That, yeah, that makes sense to me for sure, man. Especially when you put it into the masculine feminine context, man, because I'm, I'm a pretty sensitive kind of in feminine guy, man. Like I get that a lot. Um, and I and I but and I do some have some resistance to like moving my body in a certain way. But I I'll skip like a motherfucker down the street. No problem. <laughs> I do it all the time. I remember doing a video, man, because it makes me so happy. Like I love <laughs> skipping. I don't have. But it, it, and I've been doing more yoga, so that feels more flowy. Um, but I get it, man. I get how that could be triggering for people. Um, you know, for sure. Like we're all different that way. Um, so how do we tie this back into what we were talking about earlier about, you know, men and women dating, um, chasing, um, pursuing other people that it's pretty cut and dry to you and I, that it's, um, 
it seems pretty apparent that you're seeking something that isn't seeking you. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the way that we tie this back is just with the with the, the general undercurrent that we've been going at for a while. And it's that, hey, no matter what, if you, if you choose to pursue this person or not, if you choose to message them or not, that's fine. I mean, do your thing. But also recognize that if you're taking action because you're trying to fill a void inside of you, if you're dating to fill that void, one of the healthiest things that you can do is just be single for a chunk of time, like three months. Cut off all the things that you used to do for fun. Like <laughs> this is this is extreme, right? Yeah. So if you if you rely on your supplements and your drugs and your partying and alcohol, your cigarettes, whatever it is, if you binge watch YouTube and Netflix, you stop those things and then you look, oh wait, can I make myself happy and fulfilled when I'm not doing any of those? And what I found for myself was, no, I fucking can't. And it was horrible for like the first few days until I began to like do the things that I knew I needed to do. I like started what? going to bed on time. Uh, oh, okay, no, like, no, no, great. You're going into it. I got you. Yeah. Like I started meditating when I felt like crap instead of just pushing myself through. Uh, I started eating meals regularly. I started not eating sugar because I noticed that it threw my system into a weird spiral. But like when we can learn to provide for our own emotional needs, then all of a sudden this kind of behavior disappears. I don't care if that person doesn't text me back. I'll just regulate myself through the emotions that show up for like two minutes. And then I will go swipe and date someone else. It's easy to move on. My brain doesn't get stuck in those things as the way that it used to. But without that foundation, it can be really easy to get derailed by this. Um, so... I think the question really boils down to like, hey, it doesn't matter what's going on over there. What's going on over here? Why mm. do I feel bad? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that, man. Put attention on you. You know, rather than yeah, yeah, that's what it. That's what it sounds like. There, it feels like for me is like, keep the attention, keep it, keep everything on my side of the street, my well-being. You know, be with my experience. What it feels like when somebody doesn't text me back. What, you know, what am I going through? Um, sitting with that and being with it feels really uncomfortable uh, and hard and not having any of that stuff that you said was like YouTube or going to the gym or whatever, like just to be with yourself for a while. It seems really like right now, just thinking about it, like, wow, what would you do? You know, and I know that it's important to spend time with yourself. And uh, I, I know that my friend has. I know that, you know, for sure. I know that she's a self-aware, you know, woman. And, yeah, um, it's it's an interesting question. Yeah. And I, I will say that it makes sense, too, that most people don't ever take that approach. Like, I think they did, a like, a psych study where they just put someone in a room and they had them wait around for, like, 20 minutes or something and the only thing that was available in the room was this button that was connected to their hand so whenever they decided they could hit the button and that button would shock them and that's the entire study right so they put a person alone in a room and they choose to shock themselves or not 
like 80 to 90 percent of the people just spent the entire time shocking themselves because they couldn't <laughs> rather than with sitting themselves. alone so they yeah yeah that makes sense so to a man or a woman somebody isn't texting me that is a sign wait you okay the person you want to be dating is the one that texts you back the person you want to go out on the second third date is the one that calls you the one that shows up consistently that his or her actions map their words i mean in simplistic terms you can continue to go out to be curious want to find out why they're not calling you back and then when they do and you go out you can do that or you can say that's information i'm gonna not go there and i'm gonna find the person who wants to go out with me because you want to know how you're gonna know they're gonna text you and they're gonna show up that when they say they had a good time and they want to go out with you again they're gonna communicate that with you and then they're going to show up. Yeah. And that's a healthier place to move forward from. Is is that accurate, would you say? I, th- I think so, man. I like. I feel like I've lost a lot of the heat that I had earlier around this, so I can speak more <laughs> rationally and with compassion. But what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that that integrity piece is, is pretty important for even more reasons than what Scott just brought up. Like underneath the surface and what, what he's hinting at here is that like when people are out of integrity, uh, it means that they're out of integrity in most places. So they're telling people things and then not showing up. Well, how do you cover up that situation? Well, you tell another lie most of the time because you don't want to get in trouble. And a lot of that behavior can be based in that. I don't want to upset people. I'll give them this excuse. It's, it's not that I'm not showing up. I just, uh, I, my grandma had some health problems I need to check in her. And this in of itself isn't necessarily a positive or negative behavior. I'm not saying it's good or bad, but it leads to certain ramifications in someone's psyche, in their mentality. If my entire life is built on lies, um, I feel out of integrity. I build up guilt. I feel like a bad person. And over time, that creates a lot of psychological pressure. So I'm going to start showing up even less. Then I need to lie more. Then I'm going to be even more out of integrity. Then I'll feel even worse. And you can see how this cycle easily self-perpetuates. And not everyone that you run into who is out of integrity, who doesn't act according to their words and promises is like this, but a good chunk are. And it, a lot of times it's just healthier to leave that alone. But if you can't avoid it, you know, the good news is you'll experience so much pain and suffering from interacting with this or not. You'll be able to decide for yourself whether or not it's a fit authentically later on. A lot of times these situations just resolve themselves. If it works, it fits, do it. If it hurts too bad to continue doing it, stop doing it. But I think really the answer here is that that, that clarity will come with time. And eh, hopefully this podcast saves them some suffering. But I feel like from my personal experience, I just kind of had to go through it. Yeah, man, same here. Absolutely. That was so like brilliant what you just said, man. And it just... I don't think I have a lot to add, to be honest with you. <laughs> I really don't, man. Like, that really hit home for me, man. It was, you know, I, it just felt very heartfelt. And you can go ahead. You're going to do what you want to do anyway. And you're going to learn either through pain and suffering, 
which has usually been my path. Same. <laughs> the, the universe, yeah. Or you can choose. You can pay attention to people's behaviors, to, to the way you feel. Like, stay in your body. And, and if you're feeling off and like, hey, this sucks, man. This person hasn't gotten back to me and I don't feel good about it. And I really, like, that's information, man. That's your intuitive nature. That's your gut. Listen to your gut. And either you're going to find out the hard way or you can start trusting yourself and your intuition and find out that way, man. And what I'm noticing is you don't have to go through years of pain to learn a lesson. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm taking away. Dude, I'm jealous of those people. I, I followed the same path for most of my life where it's like, I'll just do things the hard way. I'll lean into my fear. I'll, we, we sit in the fire because that's how we were raised. That's what we believe. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine and she's, she's gotten to the same sort sets of breakthroughs that I have around like self-love and acceptance, but you know how she did it? How? Play. She was playing and like being with friends and like on psychedelics and she just got the breakthrough and she's just like, what the fuck? So effortless. Like there's so many different ways to get to the lesson. Do I always need to choose the one with maximum suffering? No, I guess I guess you can learn other ways. Yeah, man. I'll take play over suffering any day, man. <laughs> I'm with your friend. Uh, and, and I am. I'm learning. I, I What I'm noticing, like, what's been coming up for me lately is, like, being, when you're in integrity and you're doing what you say you're going to be doing and you're, you know, with quality people and you're not settling and, you know it it becomes really easy like i see i caused all the suffering all the people that showed up in my life that i thought caused me pain had to you know they had to show up because they did and now i'm noticing that those people are showing up less frequent less frequently in my life because i'm living more in integrity than i have in a long time so the people that are showing up enhance my life you know, I they I want them there. It doesn't hurt when they're around, mm. and that's a beautiful place to be. So that's where I know I how I know I'm going. Do I still bump my head? Fuck yeah, for the listener. It there is no enlightenment where you get to some place, and then you you just stay there. You know, you're just like, oh, I remember this. This is the universe giving me that lesson again. Which road do I want to choose? I'm going to go with a path of least resistance when it comes to relationship and, and things of that nature. Give me fitness. I always take the path of most resistance. Give me the hardest fucking thing. Give me, I, if I see people walking on a path, a straight one, I run up the fucking hill <laughs> and climb up a tree and jump down the ravine. That's, that's just a different thing for me. But when it comes to relationships, I'm like, oh, I remember that fucking pain, man. Yeah. I'm not chasing them. No way. That hurts too much, man. <laughs> they can call me. I, I value me. I love me. You want me? I'm fucking awesome. You come and get me. You come after me. I'm not chasing you anymore. It's yeah. not worth it. Dude, yeah, that that's excellent. It, I think I think I'm I'm gonna close off on this. Like and I'm gonna leave space for whatever comes up for you as well. But like there's that sense of um 
it's it is a balance right like there are areas where we can choose to be challenged and challenge is always great we get to grow like sitting in the fire challenge but it also it also doesn't mean that we need to sit in the fire like all the goddamn time like <laughs> that that is awful that is an awful experience it's it's more harmful than it is helpful so like pick your battles where do you want to be challenged uh, for me something with limited scope something that ends like something where it's not a lifelong partnership i want <laughs> something that works <laughs> yeah yeah that's a that's a tough <laughs> that relationship is a is a is a path for sure man yeah. choose the you know choose wisely when you're getting involved with another human being man it you know i'm not a big fan of death do us part i i'm not into that i'm into i'll until you stop rowing your side of the boat mm. if you're you know so i'm clear on my non-negotiables are you willing to do the work with me are you willing to stay in the fire work through things take responsibility for you you know for for your side of things if it's a yes, then I'll move towards that for sure, man. But I have to know that that person, regardless of how beautiful they are or whatever, is willing to do that. So I ask on the front end, hey, that that seems a little bit easier. I didn't used to do that, Rob. So for the listener, if you're just picking from an evolutionary place, like I used to just pick with my cock. <laughs> yeah. I'm still doing it. Yeah, man. I, hey, I'm not. Yes. I... Guilty as charged, and also, I am. I have access to my heart. My heart and my cock are connected now, which is a beautiful thing. And so, the level of pain through relationship has definitely decreased. You know, I've I've grown from the mistakes. I've grown from the divorces. I've grown from the addictions and all these other things. And I'm better able to choose when I'm really grounded and connected. Um, and those two things are you know, aligned. So that's a really good frame to be coming from. That's a really good frame to close out on. Yo, Hey, this challenge is in your life. You're, you're dealing with this person who's ghosting and non-responsive because it's your challenge right now. This is your obstacle. It's exactly what you need to be going through in order to get to the growth that you want in the end. Right now, it doesn't feel like it's what you want, but it's what you want. Yeah, man. And with that, I'm in. I hope. I hope. Yeah, so thank you for listening. I think this one was quite extended. We went way longer than usual. Um, but appreciate you sticking around. Hope you got something magnificent out of listening here today. And if you have questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to pop over to greatdateguide.com and leave us a message in the chat box at the bottom right. Um, anything you want to sign off with, man? Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to uh, to my friend for the brilliant question and, you know, just uh, presenting it to us, man. If anyone else has any other questions, because uh, we didn't think that there was enough richness in the question to bring enough content in it, we ended up going over. So mm. I just want to shout out to, to my friend and say thank you for this question because it really had, um, it had an impact on me. You know, it had me look at myself. And that's the beautiful thing about relationship, man, is like we're mirrors for one another. Like it isn't just her. It's me, too. So I get to look at myself uh, through your question. And I think it's beautiful. So I appreciate the listener, um, all the listeners. And yeah, have a great uh, have a great rest of your morning, evening or night, morning, evening, day, afternoon, whatever it is for you. And I love you. 
and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Peace. Peace.